Hey, welcome to Gig News tonight. Hannibal is out partying, so sitting in for him is Luis Berte of Delivery TV. Hello. What's going on, man? It's I'm been a happy few months to be here. here. Yeah. Yeah. Tell yeah. The, the viewers and the listeners about your uh, YouTube and website and all that, in case they don't know. Well, I have a YouTube channel called Delivery TV. This is the logo. <laughs> and um, what we do is we talk everything about delivery in Spanish. Um, trying to to show people how to do it good with no uh, doing things in the right in the right way. Um, mm -hmm. In this in this gig economy world, there's a lot of you know uh, bad roads to take. So uh, we, what we try to do is to show people how to do it good and better. And I don't know, just to show uh, what we do and if they can learn something that that is great. I think your viewers must like you, you know. They must they must like your personality. <laughs> uh, well, not all of them, not all of them, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know how it is. You cannot you can have a lot of friends with with uh sometimes we have a couple of people, you know, um that really hate us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, really? We, we do our best. Mm -hmm. We do our best. We get a Couple people in the chat already. Eric grinding DoorDash with Levi. What's going on, guys? Hello. Steve, Steve Johnson from Rideshare Rodeo might be joining us. He might come in a little late. That's okay. Um, uh, I'm off this week. My parents are visiting from uh, New York, so they haven't been to Florida in a few years. And so you had to do. Like, you you had like, to hope do it's not too hot. <laughs> he was like, I have to do laundry. <laughs> and wash the dishes <laughs> yeah i went to the beach today I, i'm nice well actually i don't think i'm too I'm, i don't look too sunburned yet maybe it's always like when you wake up in the morning and yeah it's but like, it, oh, i can't move you know lights lights yeah sometimes don't help yeah hmm. so and then we went to uh longhorn steakhouse for dinner that was good. oh my god i'm hungry good <laughs> You know, I'm still hungry. I had, you know, bread, salad, uh, little chicken, like fried chicken mm -hmm. nuggets for like an appetizer. And then, of course, my steak. And we had carrot cake for dessert. And after all, and I had a, a tall beer of Sam Adams. And I'm still actually a little hungry. <laughs> Eric says hi. It should be Hello. Hola, Luis. Hello. <laughs> How are you? Nice to see you. Nice, nice to see you here. Um, we, mm -hmm. I hope we spend a good time talking about what, what, what is what the delivery world world is offering right now with the news and and yeah. a lot of things to talk about. And I have some uh, some questions to to make here um, because the Hispanic community sometimes is not that uh, it's it's like a different world in the geek economy. Uh, so I have some questions to do about what, what, what your thoughts and the audience thoughts about, about some things, something yeah. happened to me. I spent a week in Las Vegas, uh, last week. Um, and I record a video there crazy, the delivery, the ride share world in Las Vegas is, is, is crazy. And that, that is going to be tomorrow in, on, on my channel. And, um, one thing happened and I showed that on the Instagram and on a, an Instagram video, I ordered this DoorDash uh, delivery uh, from uh, Carl Jr's and 
I was waiting for Alondra and I was waiting for Alondra and the girl, you know, I was waiting for her and to take, to deliver the food to me in my whole hotel room. So, uh, Alondra, Alondra never came, came, uh, Elia. It was a guy, his husband, as he said, and I was like, Hmm, interesting. Um, so it wasn't Alondra. It was a guy using Alondra's account. I post that video and it was really controversial, controversial. Uh, by the way, I'm the Sofia Vergara of the delivery, you know, my English, you know, so forgive me. Uh, <laughs> And um, well, your thoughts about that? It's crazy how things are right now with the accounts and people using accounts. And that is a in, that that is an interesting subject to talk about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I didn't I didn't see the video you're talking about, so I'll check that out later. So mm -hmm. I can't really comment on it. It just sounded was it like a husband using his wife's account or that's what he said. This is my my wife account. He was like. He wanted to deliver. That's pretty food. normal. Yeah, he wanted to deliver the order in my in my in my door, so I I I I won't see him. But I was waiting for him for him outside or for her outside because I wanted to record how much the order paid. And when he saw me, he was like, "Okay, <laughs> um, gotcha." <laughs> Did he and recognize you from YouTube? No, he because uh -huh. he he he's from here from the states. He don't speak Spanish and uh, he don't see he don't watch my channel. Maybe yours, but not mine. And I told him uh, that's fine. It's fine. I understand. He 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 did a really good service. He made a good service. Uh, he wrote me and and it was good. So I didn't have to call DoorDash or something to yeah. to. He was working. He showed me the picture of his son. Um, and I was like, hmm, he's just made, trying to make money. You know. Your your camera keeps bouncing because it's <laughs> on my laptop and my uh, yeah I will try to not move the the table that is what happened I'm moving the table so is that a green <laughs> green green screen behind no you? it's a it's a wall <laughs> I thought it was a green screen I was do like, you want to hear do you want to read this book no no <laughs> you can kind of see let me show you um, remember last year I used to have my green screen it's this whole wall I painted mm. green. But then I just moved the desk back this way. I like it better this way. You see, like, my real apartment, you know, the bookshelf. And then you can see the living room behind me and, and all that. Anyway, I don't know if Steve's going to be here or not. So let's jump into the news. If he shows up, uh, we'll bring him up to speed. Because we got a lot of Uber and Lyft uh, news this week. Mm -hmm. So from the Wall Street Journal, Uber and Lyft's new road. Fewer drivers, thrifty riders, and jittery investors. Companies are cutting costs, bringing back cheaper rides, and looking for new ways to woo drivers. You know what? That's that's wrong. They are not bringing back cheaper rides. Well, unless you count like Uber Pool, which I think that's what they mean. But otherwise, the rides are still pretty expensive. So uh, let me just read this real quick. The average Uber mm -hmm. and Lyft fare hit a record high in the U.S. last month, according to market research from Yipit Data. Driven by the later shortage in high gas prices, the companies have collectively drew at least 20% fewer riders and posted 35% fewer trips in the first quarter than three years earlier. The companies expected labor shortage to normalize after states phase out pandemic-driven unemployment benefits last year, but demand for drivers continues to outpace supply. To combat the stubborn set of challenges, the companies are bringing back ride pooling, which I guess that's what they mean by cheaper rides. 
but mm-hmm. we don't they don't have uber pool in orlando at least not that i know of uh, to deepen its pool of on-demand drivers, Uber has joined forces with its once-sworn enemies, taxis. Lyft said it would hand out bigger bonuses to dri- drivers. Meanwhile, both companies are cutting costs by restricting hiring and spending. Lyft shares have fallen more than 65% on the past year. Uber's more than 50%. Uh, for years, Uber and Lyft subsidizes ride prices. Those discounts sell to companies with heavy losses, but help them boast tens of millions of riders. The company put more emphasis on striving for profit after going public in 2019 only to be hit by the pandemic. At first, they didn't have enough riders. Then they struggled with a lack of drivers. Both Uber and Lyft expect fares to eventually retreat, but have signaled the focus on turning a profit means they likely won't return to pre-pandemic levels. The companies point out that their revenue has surpassed pre-pandemic levels thanks to higher fares. Instead, they expect both riders and trip volume will eventually be bounced back. Uber said its riders and trip volumes have recovered to pre-pandemic levels overseas, and the U.S. has lagged behind because it was harder hit by recent Omicron wave. Both companies said they can't pull back too much on bonuses without risking losing drivers as gig workers have so many other options. I'm not loyal, said Sergio Evedian, who has driven for seven apps, including Uber and Lyft, and writes about his experience at the Rideshare Guy blog for drivers. Nobody is loyal. Um, yeah, so... I agree with Sergio's point. Nobody's loyal. I mean, the apps yeah. aren't loyal to us. There's no reason for us to be loyal to them. But um, I mean, this is kind of if you've been watching this show for you know, you know, last few mo- weeks or months, is this is kind of like a a rerun. We've been they've been this is like the same story. Just like Uber and Lyft are losing money. Um, they're increasing, you know, uh, the fare rate for customers. But mm-hmm. it, we, the drivers, I don't know if you do Uber or Lyft, like. Technically, I'm in with Uber, um, but I only do Uber Eats. I don't give rideshare rides because you make like next to them no money here. So um, I don't know. Do you what? What? What is your you know um, impression of what's going on with Uber and Lyft these days? Well, I have a lot of a lot of things in my mind right now. Um, the first thing is that they want to implement to save money um and of course they don't have the the drivers to to support the amount of clients uh and so what they are they are trying to do the latin america style taxi service um we're we're in latin i'm from venezuela and i spent three years and a half living in panama and that is what they do there they we I was used to the thing of being on a taxi, um, in the taxi, and uh, the driver stop and pick up more people, and that was a normal thing. The the what 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 I think is gonna cause um, the problem here is that is the time. Customers, don't, I I believe that customers don't really care about another person in the car. What I believe is that they care about time. Because maybe they want to arrive early to a place, but the, the driver maybe is going to uh, go to somewhere else before. So that mm-hmm. is what I'm thinking about time and about business model. Is what we are watching here is Uber saying that drivers are no um, like they don't have the need for drivers. What I read, when I read that, what I read is take care of your account. Don't be blocked. Don't protect your account because they have, they have, um, well, in the case of the delivery drivers, they have a bunch. 
but why now that I'm thinking why they don't have uh, uh, rideshare drivers enough uh, um, uh, rideshare drivers? Well, security is one thing that comes to my mind. They don't do enough things to protect drivers. So yeah, uh, I, I spent, like I said before, a week in Las Vegas and um, delivery drivers, they don't usually work on the strip in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's um, nowhere to park probably. It's crazy there, but there's a bunch of uh, uh, rideshare drivers. But the thing is that Uber is not protecting. Not, not Uber live. They, those companies are not protecting the drivers. We have seen the all the videos of all the people that uh, uh, get, get shot or have uh, security yeah. problems on the on the cars. So, uh, if they can do something to protect protect the 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 driver maybe that will change I, i don't know that's what i think yeah it's this is we did a story last week about how um like uber and lyft because of like low um you know a, a lot, widely available credit low interest rates you know going back almost 20 years now is that and they said it right here is that for years uber and lyft subsidizes subsidized ride prices which means like they're actually operating at a loss and it's like but the point is like you would if you get you build up a huge customer base and a customer demand is that once you start raising prices back to what they should be um it should be there so um it just depends on the source you read a lot of sites i read say you know customer demand for uber and lyft is dropping off Others say, you know, it's it's you know picking back up now that COVID's pretty much over. Um, but uh, I wish Steve was here because he could he he's he's better insight into Uber and Lyft than this. But you know, let's let's move on to our next story. This is another bad story for uh, Uber and Lyft. This is out of San Diego, mm -hmm. San Diego law firm suing Uber and Lyft following sexual assault allegations. Now this is a local TV news story, but it's really long. I'm not going to play it, so I'm just going to read some of the. Uh, the highlights some of this is like kind of disturbing actually mm -hmm. leo i'm on tv we caught it <laughs> <laughs> an oceanside mother of two said she is still traumatized one year after a trip to get groceries in a ride hailing vehicle we are protecting her identity because she led survival of sexual assault uh november 2020 she says her lyft driver assaulted her in front of her oceanside home now i'm not going to read this because it's really disturbing and youtube will probably flag the video or something but um You guys can read this uh, link in the show notes. The woman's story is one of nearly 300 cases against Uber and Lyft. San Diego's Etsy and Bomberger say it is litigating. Trial attorney Steve Esty, who has numerous national record-setting verdicts, will take on Lyft in September and what he says is the first of its kind trial against the ride-hailing company. He has filed mass tort lawsuits against both Uber and Lyft. Lawsuit alleges Lyft's response to the sexual predator crisis amongst Lyft drivers has been appallingly inadequate. Similarly, the complaint against uber argues uber induces young unaccompanied intoxicated or vulnerable women to use its product with the expect with the expectation of safety all the while knowing that sexual abuse of uber's passengers is prevalent well i don't know how about prevalent in their community safety report uber reported 5,981 sexual assaults in 2017-2018 lyft reported 4,158 from the mm. 2017 to 2019 um that's the Uh, says women are being assaulted in ride handling vehicles at an alarming rate, according to the community public safety reports. And most riders are not aware of the true risks they take every time they enter a ride handling vehicle. Um, maybe I kind of agree with that up to a point. 
Both Ryan Hale and companies have engineered and deployed an emergency up to passengers in the air if they're in danger. But he says, SD, the lawyer, uh, says companies need to do more, starting with cameras in all cars, fingerprint background checks, and letting riders know the risk. Both Uber and Lyft say they continue to prioritize safety and remain committed to investigating uh, technology and expanding additional safety policies. In 2020, sexual assault and misconduct education was expanded for drivers. Both companies also say drivers are rescreened annually for offenses on local, state, and federal level. Both companies also share data on drivers who reported. Um, and all right, so that's that's about it. Um, hmm. And, you know, the, the, the lawyer, he said that, you know, all cars should have dash cams in them, which I agree. <clears throat> but um, I think you're crazy if you think Uber or Lyft are going to provide those dash cams. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess you could maybe you could call for like like a some kind of regulation or legislation to say, like, you know, if you're driving an Uber or Lyft, you have to, by law, have a dash cam in the car. Um, I, I, I just think like it's, you are absolutely playing with fire if you don't have a dash cam in your car, especially, especially if you're doing Uber or Lyft. I mean, if you're doing DoorDash or Instacart, you know, not so much because you don't have people in the car, but when you have people in the car with you, you need not to like to protect yourself because this, this goes both ways. I mean, riders assault drivers at just as well. And they also make up bullshit stories to get a free ride and things like that. So, um, but I kind of, I kind of disagree with the lawyers saying like, you know, Uber and Lyft are like just rampant, you know, like there's sexual assault rampant. I don't know about rampant. I mean, when you consider how many millions, literally millions of rides are given in a week, month, year, whatever. And statistically speaking, how only a handful of those have uh some kind of criminal thing happen to it i mean it's sad that we have to kind of you know play that statistics game but um i don't know what what do you think i believe that is if the news is because we've been seeing uh, news like this like um uh uber driver is accused and um uh, and and something happened with this uh customer if the news, if we can see a news like this driver received 15 years or 20 years in jail because he tried to do something with a passenger and that is the news, maybe things can change. Because what we see here is people abusing from the passengers and what happened then? What happened after that? So people are scared. Mm -hmm. Because what we see all the videos on, on social media of these uh, uh, drivers get getting punched and vice versa. Yeah, we, but, we'll see but, some but at the end of the show tonight. But the result, what happened then? Yeah. 20 years jail, 15 years on jail. That yeah. that is what that's what that is what have to happen. Because if people get um God, and then they just spend uh, uh, three weeks. I don't know what happened with them on jail. Uh, that nothing is going to change. And uh, the the other thing is what I was saying before. The what I was in Las Vegas, as I mentioned, like three times here. Mm -hmm. I don't want to make publicity. 
Uh, <laughs> but but um, I order uh, an Uber, uh, an Uber uh, ride to take me to one point to another, and the, the, I was waiting for a girl. And he came, this gentleman, he was, I saw him and I was like, <clears throat> the name was like Victoria and, and it was a guy, mm -hmm. but I saw the car. It was a taxi. I was in a, on a rush and I was like, ah, let's do it. I don't, and <laughs> I was there. And then I thought if this guy had a gun or something, what, 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 my God. So if I were a, a, a woman, you know, so two things. To finish my comment is the first thing is uh, law. 30 years in jail for mm -hmm. someone who do who do those things, and the other point is people is purchasing, people are uh, buying accounts. Yeah. Today I talk. I spoke with a friend. He saw uh, on Facebook uh, people selling accounts. And they use it, and you will think, well, it's Uber. They order, a, they they require a photo. No, no. Now they now they use your photo and they crack the thing, and people can just purchase an account and no law there. Everybody have an account. They just have to pay four hundred dollars, four hundred and fifty, and they have accounts. And that is what happened. And that is a security matter. That is a. Uh, Uh, and that's why sometimes on delivery, you don't see too many orders, too many good orders, because you have like thousands of people purchasing accounts. And yeah. that is something that is happening right now. Yeah, they need mm -hmm. to. Crack, I agree. They need to crack down on that, especially Instacart has a real bad problem with that. Um, but with Uber and Lyft, where you're actually, you know, two people together. I mean, at least like with Instacart, like you're not you know, interacting face to face with a customer. Mm -hmm. like, so it's a lot less dangerous, but um, yeah, Eric said, uh, doing ride share dash cam is absolutely needed. Uh, it needed for your protection. Yeah. Yeah. And of course I'm, I, I'm agree. Yeah. Chris at real ride share story said odd. because it's about 50% since riders do it to drivers. The other half shouldn't happen. Yeah. But I mean, the lawyer is, you know, I mean, he's defending, uh, you know, uh, alleged sexual assault victim so i mean he's he's only going in one direction he's not going to mm -hmm. go in the other direction um yeah so but i i mean like when he said sexual assault is prevalent or sexual abuse of uber's passengers is prevalent he also said something about you know fingerprints um i mean but they do background checks they just need to do hannibal and i we've been harping on this for a year we've been saying like this checker background Uh, that the, uh, Uber, Lyft, all the companies use Checker, but you know, every week we we see these stories of some clown who was like a gang member or you know a criminal who did something as an Uber driver or a DoorDash driver or whatever it is, and it's like, what 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 good are these background checks doing if they're not catching people who ha actually have like felonies and you know are maybe like they're registered sex offenders or something like that? So um, yeah, the background yeah, we, checking is is not enough. Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, let's let's move on. Uh, we're going to talk about Instacart for a second here uh, from Bloomberg. Instacart is still hiring to focus on profitability ahead of IPO. And this sounds a lot like uh, a story we did on Lyft last week or two weeks ago, whenever that was. This is actually pretty short, so I'm going to read the whole thing. Grocery delivery startup Instacart is planning to slow the pace of hiring as it prepares for initial public offering, focusing instead on profitability. 
We hired more than 1,500 people over the last year and nearly double the size of our engineering teams, the company said in a statement. As part of our second half planning, we're slowing down our hiring to focus on our most important priorities and continue driving profitable growth. The decade-old delivery startup joins other tech companies like Uber, Microsoft, which are easing the pace, the pace of hiring and lowering costs of concerns of a slowing U.S. economy and global uncertainty. Uber CEO Dara uh, Chashvershawi wrote in a letter earlier this month that the ride-sharing giant will treat hiring as a privilege going forward. Inscart was a beneficiary of the delivery boom during the pandemic, but since then, growth has decelerated. The company cut its valuation 40% to $24 billion in March amid volatility in public and private markets. Venture capital firm Sequoia Capital, which is an investor in Inscart, recently laid out the case for a long and drawn-out recession and warned startup founders to do the cut exercise immediately by looking for ways to conserve cash. Earlier this month, Inscart confidentially filed for a long-wid IPO. Listing could happen as soon as this year, though the timing could slip. So... Yeah, not a whole lot to say about this one. It's just that, like, you know, we're going into a recession. Uh, and like I said, we've done stories like this on, you know, Uber and Lyft. You know, like they said, treating hiring like a privilege. I know, and like last week we talked about GoPuff is shutting down a bunch of their warehouses. Gorilla's like laying off like half their staff. We didn't talk about it on the show, but I don't know if you know TaskRabbit. They're moving all their operations off-site I get they're based in san francisco mm -hmm. but now they're letting a hundred percent of the company employees like the actual you know um corporate employees mm -hmm. they can all work from home now so they don't have to come into the office anymore you know these companies are looking to save money and actually we'll get into another story about that so um what's your thoughts on instacart ipo because i mean i think i mean but i'm not like an investor i think it's probably like probably the worst possible time they could offer an IPO because uh, I can, I can only imagine it's going to go down. I mean, DoorDash has gone down. Uber and Lyft has gone down jet Grubhub, like almost broke at this point. So uh, what's your thoughts on the future of Instacart? What I, what I think is um, about what happened with DoorDash and Uber when they did the same, but what happened with the drivers? Because what I have to think about is about the drivers. Because what we do here is to talk as a community about the work that we do and if that is good for us or, or if it's not. And I remember that DoorDash was better before that. Yeah. Maybe for the their, their income, their, the, 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 for the money, I don't know. I don't live with Tony Sue. <laughs> I don't want to. Or maybe I do. He's millionaire. <laughs> but the thing is that uh, what is going to happen with the drivers? That's what I think. And the future of drivers on Instacart with this decision, I don't think, I hope is going to be a good future. But when I compare what happened with DoorDash, DoorDash and, and Uber, uh, uh, my, my thoughts are not that good for the driver. I mean, I really hope that they... Good, that they go bad that they they do better they do good but i'm not sure because when in some one more comment mm -hmm. when when we read the news of this move that these companies do we i really try to search and to find something about the drivers and i never find anything about the drivers maybe they maybe they they throw a bone, a little thing that what, what, for example, 
drones on the Walmart world. Now the drones are going to deliver. Yeah, but what is going to happen with the drivers? They don't mention, they don't talk about that. The same here. Instacart is going to go public. What is going to happen with the driver? Is That is going to affect us as drivers? I don't know, but they don't mention it. So if they don't mention it as loyalty, we were talking about loyalty. They are they are not loyal with us. We we cannot be loyal, loyals with them. I don't know. That's my thought. It's I really hope that they do good with this, but I'm I'm not positive about it. Sorry, I was talking on mute. Um anyway, let's take we gotta take our first break. We'll be right back in like 35 seconds. Are you a DoorDash delivery driver? Would you like to be safer and less stressed while driving and earn more at the same time? The Driver's Utility Helper app allows you to do just that. Create custom filters and its automated system does the work for you, automatically declining unwanted low-paying requests and accepting more profitable requests so you can focus on driving. Visit acceptordecline.com to get started today. We're back. How are you? We're here and we're talking about the news this week. Uh, and, and, and we are surprised for some of those uh, news uh, here in the delivery that we live in. Uh, sorry my, about that. <laughs> my, comp, my, my partner here, uh, Chad, is back yeah. with us. <laughs> I asked uh, Chris from Real Rideshare if he's a... Uh... Chris, if you're still watching... Um, if you want to sit in with us, because we were supposed to have, well, it was no guarantee. I asked Steve from Ride Share Rodeo if he wanted to sit in, and he said maybe. I thought he was going to be here. Greetings, I, I've seen this show. Greetings. It, Eric, it works better as. Eric's, Eric's mm -hmm. saying hello. Hello, my friend. Mm -hmm. Why are you drinking? Uh, some Evan Evan Williams bourbon. Oh, my goodness. I, I, I'm going <laughs> to get a beer right, right now. <laughs> sure, go for it. Uh, no, I, I won't. I spent a week drinking last week. Uh -huh. You know why? I already said it like three times, <coughs> four times. <laughs> you still hungover? Um, kind of, yeah. <laughs> it was good. So, um, Eric said, yeah. nice t shirt. Yeah, this is my Batman. This is actually my pajamas. Well, I mean, this is, I wear this like as a pajama shirt. It's just like that super soft, like Under Armour material. Nice. And, like, I got my my Batman. Oh, that, that is good. <laughs> my, my Batman pajama bottoms on. Great. So I have a book about pajamas. Do you want to read it? No, nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what's the <clears throat> what's the Spanish word for pajamas? Pajamas. Is it? Yeah, yeah. it is the same. Pajamas. Uh -huh. uh, but uh, you write. It's kind of disappointing when it's it's the same word, you know. Yeah, it's pajamas. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, a lot of things happen. We, we have we have a, a last pajamas, last pajamas. We have a, mm. a news on my channel uh, every Monday in the morning, really early, and kind of like I, this show. <laughs> no, this is just a clip, five minutes clip of different news, okay. and that's what. And, and we share the like the most important in our thoughts news. And this morning. Mm. The mayor 
uh, news was the cut that Uber and, and Lyft and DoorDash did with the gas bonus. Yeah. Um, that's why we talked about that on uh, Thursday. Mm -hmm. I'm late now. Huh. I was late, but I, 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 yeah. I was talking about that. Uh, so the companies, they are really losing money. Uh, and, but, but what they, what, I think that they're trying to do is the Amazon mod model. Um, Amazon was losing money for a really long time, and now look at them. That's the hope. I don't know if they're going to achieve it. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. uh, it's kind of sucks that Uber and they just cut that. You know, they're giving out the and and uh, DoorDash they cut the the gas uh, subsidy, um, or at least after June fifteenth, I think is the last day. Mm hmm. Hey, Holly Camp is here. Hello. Hi. <laughs> she said, I'm late as usual. <laughs> well, you can always catch the replay. You know, this will be on the internet forever. All right. Let's move on. This is a, our next three stories are all really opinion pieces, but they're not, they're not labeled as such. This is from Bloomberg, mm -hmm. from Jackie Davalos and Drake Bennett. Gamification took over the gig economy. Who's really winning? Rideshare drivers say the pandemic has exacerbated the imbalance with their overlords. See, like, if you're going to use that as a sub, you can use the word overlords. Like, that's clearly an opinion. Not... All right. So this is super, super long. I am going to try to read. I'm going to even read, like, all those parts that I highlighted. So, I, you know, link in the show notes, as always. Highly recommend everybody check this out. And I don't entirely agree with all of it, some of it, but not all of it. All right, so armed with troves of data and quickly improving capabilities of machine learning, online platforms such as Uber and Lyft use nudges to coordinate millions of infinite workers and extract maximum pr productivity. This model let Uber scale quickly with the force of command and control structure, even while corporate framed its drivers is independent, self-directed, and entrepreneurial. The company's rapid growth was seen as proof that the human-machine relationship could work, and it became a template for a generation of startups looking to take a, cu a cut of people's labor without putting them on staff. The concept of directly connecting customers to contractors paved the way for marketplaces, including home cleaning, fat sitting, and of course, food delivering. And let's see, too many drivers, the flexibility of their contractor status is indeed a benefit, but many also describe an experience plagued by uncertainty and arbitrariness. The business model they participate in depends on an asymmetry of power and information. Typically, for example, they have to decide whether to accept the ride without knowing where the pickup or drop off will be. Drivers say rates fluctuate more and more now and making an informed decision about what rides to accept is predicated on a game whose rules are constantly changing. Well, I kind of disagree with that. They say rates are changing. No, not really. I mean, the rates have stayed the same forever. I mean, it's still 54 cents a mile, eight cents a minute here in Orlando. The okay. only thing that changes is like, you know, like the surges, I guess maybe you could say the rates fluctuate based on surge, but, um, you know, so, uh, but as far as the actual rates, rates that are, those are, have been set in stone for a while. Well, maybe and, the, the thing, the thing is, I'm sorry to interrupt that, but maybe sure, the go thing ahead. Is that, that, yeah, the, the rates and the short surge and the, are the same, but the inflation is not the same. It's growing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, inflation, you don't get as far on a dollar as you used to. Uh-huh. All right. So. Take surge pricing, which should be a straightforward chance to make more money, can be a Kafka-esque ritual benefiting from platforms more than drivers. Insistent pings prompt them to accept a fare before they've completed the one they're on. Uh, I mean, it's not just Uber and Lyft. DoorDash does that too. Uh, Grubhub, all the 
delivery platforms. Drivers are also part of a rewards program. They accumulate points by being behind the wheel at certain hours, maintaining high customer approval ratings, and keeping cancellation rates row low. Um, skip down here a little. These measures, Uber and Lyft say, prevent drivers from cherry picking rides and ignoring potentially less profitable customers. Well, the the lack of cherry picking rides is from um like you can't even see where you're going unless like you're an uber diamond driver or something like mm -hmm. that i mean like at least like with doordash instacart you know how much you're expecting to make you know where you're going so you can cherry pick um lack of clarity also contributes to a sense of futility a december pew research center report found that fewer than half of gig platform workers so they understand how their pay was calculated. I agree with that. I mean, especially with Instacart, that that pay algorithm is on lock. You know, mm -hmm. there is no way they they are not releasing that at all. All you know is like your batch pay is seven dollars, and then up to up to how many items, up to how many miles. Nobody knows. Mm -hmm. I mean, I might be able to reverse engineer it, but who knows? Anyway, yeah, everything it, with the, about the payment, everything with with the drivers is is instant. You have to feel. And and think and and believe about the the final amount because mm -hmm. <laughs> they can say everything, mm -hmm. anything, but in the end, it's instant that you have you gotta have to earn money here. <laughs> All right. More recently, as life has fitfully returned to normal, ride hail demand has climbed back. To me, Uber and Lyft have done what the basic laws of economics would suggest: spending hundreds of millions of dollars in the past year on incentives and bonuses. But wait times and fares remain elevated, suggesting constrained supply. The situation has boosted revenue for the companies, but also uncertainty, uncertainty about how reliable they can manage contractors, raising the possibility that the mechanism that once subsidized cheap rides for customers is no longer tenable. Meanwhile, drivers continue to leave the industry. I mean, that's what that first story was talking about. Like they're they're not subsidizing their rides anymore. That's why the prices are going way up. Uh, drivers feel emboldened, even as though they're getting a even. Yeah, let me start over. Drivers feel emboldened even as they're not getting a commensurate cut of the inflated prices the customers are paying, and they're working for companies that seem unwilling to disrupt the model that's helped them acquire millions of customers. See, that I agree with. They're raising the the, the price for the customer, but especially on Uber and Lyft, the, we are not getting those. You know, Our pay is pretty much the same. I mean, mm -hmm. It only goes up if you're in a surge zone or something like that. Uh, shift may be temporary, but if it's not, companies may have to rethink the management model that's been central to their growth and without which they may not be viable. Yeah, I agree. Uh, even the new bonuses offered to entice them, drivers say, are gamified to make them harder to claim. And they go into detail about that. So check that out. I agree mm -hmm. with that. The difficulty of keeping abreast of these changes is feeding a niche industry of bloggers, YouTubers, and consultants, and even venture capital-backed apps, a kind of gig economy economy. One of the first was the Rideshare Guy blog, which longtime driver Harry Campbell started in 2015. It's since exploded into a media operation with newsletters, podcasts, and videos offering tips for maximizing income across the gig economy. Other driver influencers have emerged as well, such as Torsten Kinnert of Los Angeles. Sorry, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right. Also known as the Rideshare Professor, whose YouTube channel is more than 53,000 subscribers. Kinnert teaches courses on identifying earnings patterns and mastering surge bonuses. He says signup rates have doubled in the past six months. Uh, and then we got another quote from Sergio down here. Of course, there are some for whom the abuse trust cat and mouse game is almost the point. I'm not an Uber hater or Lyft hater, says Sergio Avedian, who's been driving five plus years and completed more than 5,000 rides combined for Lyft and Uber in the LA area. I like the game. If there's a way to beat them, I'm going to figure it out. 
The retired derivatives trader tracks data from his trips in a spreadsheet that includes pickup locations, destination, mileage, time of day, trips, tips, and other earnings. As a ride-hailing coach, he charges $75 for a 45-minute call and co-hosts a YouTube show called Show Me the Money Club, which I believe, Chris, if he's still watching, he's the uh, the other uh, co-host of that show. He said it takes about six months to get good at mastering nudges, but these days people don't always stick around that long. So, yeah, that was – it's a really long read, and I, like, I don't even know how to begin to digest it. So um, let's I kind of agree with the gamification part, though. Let's Go begin ahead. with the last part. How many subscribers do we need to be on the article? <laughs> that is a, I'm bouncing again. That is a good <laughs> question. <laughs> and um, I have a question uh, to you. What, what, how do you see the future uh, on the riser and the delivery economy with all the technology that is happening right now? What's your opinion on that? Uh, oh man, I don't know if you want to hear it, but it's, it's not good. I, I mm -hmm. am expecting. Uh, We're, I mean, we're heading into a recession, possibly a flat-out depression. I mean, a lot of that's from COVID. I mean, they printed all this money in 2020, 2021. Mm -hmm. Like, there's more – most of the money that's in the economy right now it was created in the last, like, two years. So inflation is going to go up, and people are not going to – like, the first thing you're going to do is get rid of all these unnecessary luxuries. Mm -hmm. Uber, Lyft, Instacart, DoorDash – They're going to drive themselves. They're going to go to the supermarket themselves. They're going to like either not eat out at all, or if they do, they're going to go pick it up themselves. Um, I, I think that the gig economy as a whole is going to go, is going to go down. I mean, I've been watching Uber and Lyft stock, DoorDash stock. It's all been going down. I mean, if you, if you think that they're going to turn around and that the gig economy is going to recover, I mean, it could be anywhere from two to five to 10 years. Like now would be a great time to buy Uber, Lyft, DoorDash stock, Instacart stock. When that comes out, who knows when that's going to be. Um, but, you know, I I am not as of the short, at least in the short term future, I think gig economy is is heading for a, you know, <laughs> a lot of companies are starting to go out of business like the in uh, New York City, the the ultra fast deliveries, which actually we'll get to in one of the few next coming stories, like, you know, the the 15 minutes or less, like. There's GoPuff, Gorillas, Bike, Getter, Fridge No More. A bunch of those have already started going out of business. GoPuff has been having, uh, you know, a lot of uh, financing problems. Like they they closed. I didn't. It's not on the show, but if you follow my Twitter account, you know, at the I'm beginning of the year, I thought that GoPuff really was going up, and no. Yeah, GoPuff <laughs> is. Uh, uh, GoPuff is kind of like Uber. How like they're just um, subsidizing themselves into being relevant but i mean i i don't i have no faith in gopuff what I definitely have more faith in uber so what do you believe that drivers should do right now um well definitely multi-app you know you never stay loyal to one app but also start thinking about having a backup plan like you know like i you know i worked in it for 10 years you know mm -hmm. here's all my certifications right here mm -hmm. if if it hits the fan fan <laughs> mm. um <laughs> i can always go back into it it's gonna suck sitting in a cubicle all day well actually a lot of companies let you work from home now so i mean that's you know a little bit better but um you know so just start put, start putting your resume together if you know you've ever worked 
in some kind of specialty industry, you know, healthcare, sales, IT, whatever, you know, maybe, you know, start, you know, getting your resume, get your LinkedIn profile up to date. Um, just think about the pot, start networking, you know, with people you used to work with or people you could possibly work with. Um, because, you know, eventually it's just going to, I think, unless it's like, you know, maybe like in real, real big cities like New York, Los Angeles, Chicago, Seattle, um, you know, this, I think the customer demand is going to drop. Um, the, unless, the only other option, at least around here is I've been making a lot more money with Amazon flex lately because as bad as things get, people will still order <laughs> cheap stuff on Amazon. One of the things that Dorda said on the on the Q1 uh, call that they did was that people maybe they they stop uh, paying for the Netflix, but the mm -hmm. food is different. That's what they said. I'm not. I'm just saying what they said. Um, but the food is different, and people is not going to stop um, using the service because, it, as they say. Uh, it is not um, a, a luxury, a luxury, luxury. That's the right luxury. word. Luxury. Yeah. I will write that down and, and practice <laughs> this tonight. Um, but it's a necessity. That's what they said. The people are, people need to order food. Some people really need the service. Uh, so we'll see what happened in the middle. There's us trying to, earn money and I'm agree with you with the multi-apping some apps are gonna go really uh, really go down others gonna go up as Amazon as you said Amazon Flex maybe uh, what app do you believe that is going to survive to this situation so I got my mic on mute because my cats are they want to eat even though you just ate guys <laughs> Um, I think Uber, as as much problems that they've been having because Uber is global. I mean, they're in pretty much every country at this point. I think Uber should be fine. I think DoorDash should be fine. Um, I think Instacart's very vulnerable. I think Lyft is very vulnerable. GoPuff and all the ultra fast companies, very very vulnerable. Um, if you have, if you can do handyman services um i think like that's like like task rabbit um and like you know helping people move uh think you know especially if you can do like repairs cleaning like those task rabbit type jobs even like i used to i was with task rabbit for about a year and i stopped doing it because um you know it's just too much of a pain and it's just i don't want to put people's ikea furniture together and stuff like that but mm -hmm. and i don't want to scrub people's toilets and like i did it once and i'm just like you know i don't, I don't want to do this i'd much rather mm -hmm. just do instacart doordash all that stuff so um if you have those skills i think task rabbit is a good um, option yeah mm -hmm. yeah but in the end what people don't want is to go back to a cubicle because mm -hmm. what the apps are doing is giving people Uh, freedom and and the opportunity to do dif different things maybe this is a, a time for entrepreneurial projects and if we one thing that give us that the app give us is uh, liberty um, freedom so the question is the question here is what are you doing with the freedom 
And my, my advice here is to prepare. We have to prepare for the bad economic situation. That's what we have to do with that, the freedom that apps are giving us right now. So be prepared. Yeah. Invest in yourself. Do the the investment in yourself that you need, courses, and, and learn, learn, learn. And exactly. everybody have everybody have a gift. So what yeah. we have to do is develop the gift that God gave us. Yeah. That's my thought. Like um, uh this this right uh -huh. here, my uh cybersecurity course, I took that online. You know, at night, and I could still do Instacart during the day. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, like, well, you can't really see it, but I have some other books up there. But yeah, I have books here too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I I agree with you. It's just you know, <laughs> you, you had that like you can you can enroll in like any course. It doesn't like even through like a community college or a regular college or like Skillshare or Linda or something like that. You know, learn learn a skill. I mean, as much as it's an internet meme, learn to code. But I mean, if you can, if you can learn how to code, you will never be poor. <laughs> mm. And learn how to sell. If you can sell stuff, you will you will always uh, be in a position to make good money too. Yeah, and and it's not like we have to for forgive uh, forget the apps or stop doing th those. Uh, It's just that invest in ourselves uh, mm -hmm. uh, and try to, yeah, the backup plan. That yeah, we have to think about that and not be scared. Which is and, which is ironic because like this is the backup. You know, most people do, you know, DoorDash, Grubhub, Uber Eats, Instacart, Uber, Lyft. Like as it, like it's they were always marketed as a side hustle. You know, as a part time job, but you can make them a full time job if you do all of them at the same time, more or less. Um, and I think that I actually think that the only way to do gig work to make it profitable is to do it full time. So it's because like it, the, the, the glory days are over. Like the only apps that are like paying really high payouts now are like corner shop. because it's brand new. And, um, I can make a lot of money with Amazon flex just if you're at the right warehouse at the right time. But, you know, anyway, we're going super long on this one. Let's move on to the next story. Uh, so this is from TechCrunch. Perhaps fist, eh, perhaps faster delivery times were a poor choice from a unit economics perspective. Again, this is an op-ed, but it does not say op-ed on here. So I'm just going to read uh, some of the uh, bullet points here. The dream of super quick consumer deliveries never went away. And amid Uber's ascent, a number of startups tried to build companies forced around fast food deliveries, leveraging pre-cooked food and a supply of drivers in urban areas to deliver the eats. Startups have also been hammering away on the idea in the last few years, leaning on so-called dark stores, mini warehouses more or less, to provide a local supply of goods that can be whisked to customers' door in record time. GoPuff has raised a tectonic amount of capital, for example, as have a host of other startups around the world. The model called Quick Commerce, or Q Commerce for short, attracted billions of dollars in funding in recent years. And as in previous cycles, it's falling apart. This is not to say that every company in the Q Commerce market today will fail, GoPuff has major backers, and despite some issues, it may pull off its model. But we're seeing, once again, startups that raise huge sums of money to build super rapid consumer delivery models, lay off staff, attempt to merge, and otherwise stay alive after they consume mountains of cash. Who could have seen this company coming? The Q-commerce model scaled around the world, benefiting from a booming venture uh, capital market that had money to invest and was looking for gross. But by late 2021, warning bells were ringing. Alexander Kremer, a partner at venture capital firm Picas Capital, wrote an op-ed for TechCrunch last August, 
arguing that Europe's quick commerce startups are overhyped, drawing lessons he had learned in the Chinese market. I remember reading that, by the way. Now the damage is starting to pile up. Fridge no more shut down. Bike also closed, though due in part to its international sanctions. More recently, Zap laid off 10% of its staff. Gorillas cut 300 workers. Avo slashed 500. Jiffy backed out of some of its consumer-focused expansion. And Getter cut 14% of staff when the Australian Q-commerce companies closed. Q-commerce companies are in a hard place, but not entirely of their own making. How so for the venture market to have enough spare cash to plow billions into the rapid delivery model. The market had to be so hot that it was overheated and such overheating never lasts. So far, there have been enough money for Q-commerce to raise and spend as much co as companies pursuing the model did. The venture market had to be unsustainable levels of activity. Therefore, Q-commerce companies raised hardly right before the a correction, leaving them with oceans of red ink just as the pullback kicked in. The result will be more layoffs, consolidations, and shutdowns. <laughs> Not to be an ass. I can't believe they put that in there. <laughs> but with humans in the loop, rapid deliveries were always going to be hard work to make from a gross profit perspective, let alone from the vantage point of operating profit. But once again, we talked ourselves into funding the model. Self-driving cars aren't here yet, and delivery robots are niche players, meaning that the tech wasn't there for the concept to work in real financial terms again. Perhaps the next time we give it a try, the required tech to make the financial math work will be in place, but for days crop of startups trying to get you toothpaste or tomatoes in 10 minutes is probably too late man that was a mouthful mm. <laughs> it's basically you add like this is kind of the answer of what you just asked in the last segment of like where is the gay economy going and you know like i just said or like this person said you know it's it's, it's the news is not really good right now mm -hmm. and and the technology what I think is the technology, but uh, drones, robots are not enough right now. The, 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 I, I mean, the, the idea, the concept, but the, 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 the drones, I, I mean, did you see the Amazon drone and the Walmart drone? It's an helicopter. It's yeah. huge to, be, to lift a little box. It's too early for, for that. I mean, it's good that they're trying to. Great. The little cars, mm, I don't college for college and um and and well the technology is, is not ready the the independent cards self-driving cards this sounds good but it's too early uh what i believe what i think not believe the thing that i believe is uh what what happened with the need of the customer because if they are trying to do the things faster it's because of the customer and it's not the people, um, I mean, New York, New York is not allowing those practices because drivers are violating laws of, of uh, speeding and it's crazy. But in the end, these companies, they really want us to win. <laughs> That's what they're really trying to do, win. Uh, and, and don't get in the middle because you're going to get uh, moved away. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, the need of the people. People want things faster, but do they? Do they in the end? Hmm. I yeah, I agree. I think the the GoPuff model, the 15 minutes or less or whatever it is, I think it's a solution in search of a problem. Like, I don't think there's people out there aside from people in like maybe New York City and like Manhattan or certain specific you know neighborhoods. 
like as a nation and especially as on a global scale is that you know it's like these companies like gorilla bike getter all those um they're in a rush to do the and like even like um instacart is starting to pilot a uh dark warehouse program mm -hmm. i think it's in miami and atlanta yeah but it's like they're it's like they're doing it just to do it i guess to say that they're the first that did it but it's like i don't think the customer demand like nobody you know it's like you want like a full fridge of groceries in 15 minutes like that's like if unrealistic I wanna, if i want a beer right now <laughs> i go and there purchase the beer by myself i don't i don't order it like i need it right now i'm gonna order yeah. my no i just go myself just go to pick up the beer myself uh, so do the do people really need to to teletransportation of food i don't know yeah, yeah. <laughs> because that what that that is where we're heading teletransportation we mm -hmm. think about a grocery and boom there is <laughs> my my cats are driving me crazy they keep they're like we want to eat i just gave them some treats but anyway we're gonna take another uh break and we i like right your back. breaks your breaks yeah. are good i feel like i'm and i'm in nbc something like that yeah, it gives me a chance to like uh, grab a drink or go to the bathroom or something. But I don't always get back in time. So, <laughs> all right, we'll be back in 55 seconds. Great. Meet Joe. He's a rideshare driver that drives for Uber and Lyft. Joe currently uses multiple phones to efficiently drive for Uber and Lyft. But this can be a pain at times and very unsafe. That was until Joe found Maximo, the rideshare app that automates Uber and Lyft ride requests. Maximo will use the filters set by Joe, like time, distance, and passenger rating, to determine which rides are best suited for Joe. When a ride request comes in, Joe doesn't need to worry. Maximo will automatically accept the ride request that matches his filters, and then turn off the app that isn't currently on a ride. Once Joe finishes the ride, Maximo will turn everything back on. This will allow Joe to focus more on his passengers and driving safe. Oh, I downloaded it. Good. You know, Maximo. I just thought of a I just thought of a great idea. Um You, I'll, I'll give you Gary Middleton. I'll give you his contact info. He's the guy who makes um, Drivers Utility Helper and Maximo. Mm. Um, he has like he has a referral program. So you know, a link in the show notes. If you use my link and you download uh, Maximo or Drivers Utility Helper or both, you know, I'm gonna get a little cut. Now, what I, my idea is that you, Luis, you could make you could uh, do a Spanish voiceover for these commercials definitely that i thought Because, about that i was yeah. like hmm, this is interesting i can do it mm -hmm. in spanish and i have the mic to record it yeah good <laughs> yeah maximo <So, laughs> you know you bring in more users for gary and then you know you'll get a cut and then also of course the drivers get to use these apps there's another app called flex helper um mm -hmm. But uh, there's no uh, referral program for that. At least I am yet, going but... to the, download the the app so yeah. I can use it and see how 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 they work. And yeah, good. Yeah. Tell him I, I I'm I'm here. You you use uh, Android? I do. I have uh, yeah. both. Yeah. I have iOS and Android. Yeah. Yeah. Those are, those are only available on Android. I have good. yeah. I have both too. Like this is my iPhone. Um, I think this is an 11, and then mm -hmm. this is. Uh, 
actually Gary sent me this phone. It's an old, I, I just use it for, uh, for DoorDash for driver's utility helper. It's, mm. it's like, it's great because like, then you don't have to sit there and think about each order. You know, it's like, it just, you put in all your parameters and it'll accept or decline the order for you. So yeah, check that out. So <clears throat> I, I, we're, I don't know how are we with the time, but I have one more question. Sure. What do you think is going to happen with us? I mean, we have so many YouTube channels talking about this subject. What is your opinion about what we should do and what is going to happen? We have so many, the writer guy, you, me, and others. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I want to mention them because they don't mention us. But yeah, well, there's like who they are people know who they are. <laughs> did you see my GigTuber directory video I did a couple months ago? I saw it. Yeah, yeah. Good. There's like over over 200 of us, and like those are just those are mostly the English speaking, mostly American uh, GigTuber channels. I mean, there are, I'm sure there are some in other countries like that I just don't see because you know they're not in English, and mm -hmm. um, so I mean there's are there are some people from like the UK. Uh, In, on there obviously i put you on there because you're in houston thank you yeah, yeah. how much do i owe you <laughs> yeah, i'm just kidding <laughs> um i think like a lot of people are gonna go into making gig tube like actually one like remember that that's uh what was the bloomberg article they mentioned you know now there's a gig economy economy of people talking about uh gig economy news and all that stuff so i wish they had mentioned my show <laughs> What, well, they we we do need fifty thousand subscribers, um. Yeah. Uh, so we have to work a you little a lot. harder. Yeah, thirty, almost thirty-five. That wow. that is good. Yeah, it's you're about work. More, more than double me. I'm coming up on fifteen thousand. You'll get there. So, yeah, you, you just need a little time. Um, what I believe is that we're gonna be speaking to the drivers, but I, I don't know why I think that we're gonna be talking. Or speaking to, uh, for example, I was I was uh, browsing the internet the other day, and I saw this. Um, I was looking for uh, information of the drones of Walmart. I was trying to read what what is the part of the drivers, what is the the situation that is going to happen with the drivers, and I found this channel that they only talk about drones, mm -hmm. and I was like, I was like. That is where maybe, well, not completely, but in the future, I think that we're not going to be talking only to the drivers, but also to the people that work in the gig economy world in different areas. Mm -hmm. And ex for example, the, the drones and the cars and, and because the delivery is going to be there. Delivery is going to be there. The, uh, is this the article you're talking about? Uh, it, was, it, it was a Walmart article, but I think, yeah, it's, it's the same information. Yes. Yeah. We, we so, did a, a, a story about uh, drones a couple of weeks ago about how drones haven't really taken off because, uh, like, the physics and all that. Oh, whoops. I didn't mean to open this in this window. Sorry. All right, well, let, you know what? Let's move on. We got just mm -hmm. a couple of uh, a story. We got the the funny the funny news stories left. Yeah, right, because so if listen. you leave me, I start talking, 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 and never stop. So <laughs> stop me, stop me, please, stop me. <laughs> <laughs> All 
Uh, this it, is but, from. But, uh, and I'm sorry to interrupt again, but let me tell you something, and let me tell your audience. Um, sometimes in 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 this, uh, that's why I ask you so many things because it's good to find a person that do the same that uh, that you do. The, in this moment, uh, I still I haven't found the the because you are a community of YouTubers talking and speaking about this subject. But in my in my case, I don't find so many people in my language uh, speaking about the delivery. So mm -hmm. it's always good. So that's why I'm always asking things. Now I'm going to shut up and let you talk. <laughs> Well, you know, I was going to say when you're when you talk, then it gives me a chance to take a sip of my bourbon here. So you, so <laughs> I, I'm, I'm maybe I can get you drunk because I don't stop talking. <laughs> All right, let, let's move on. All right, so this is from the UK. Pizza boss went through customers' bin by bin, they mean like trash can, to find delivery. They said never arrived. The customer demanded a refund, but Connor turned detective to prove they were lying. And you can see this is a guy oh. hold it, holding up <laughs> a takeaway boss turned detective to sniff out suspicious customers supposedly missing meal by rummaging through their bins. And so uh, a takeaway boss received no way. <laughs> a groveling apology letter after rummaging through a customer's bin to find evidence of delivery. They said never arrived. Connor Callan, the owner of Iborkius. I don't know, some pizza place. Eborcibus the... Pizza. Oh, is that it? Eborcibus Pizza. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that is that it sounds like Shakespeare or something. Eborcibus or Greek? Italian. I don't know. Eborcibus. Maybe. Yeah. Uh let's see. The owner of this pizza place unveiled the truth that rummaging through his customer's bin and found a supposedly missing meal worth almost 25 pounds. He claims that he was contacted by Deliveroo on February 17th and told a customer hadn't received their order from two days earlier, so had been issued a refund. However, after checking with staff that the order of a 12-inch solar goat pig pizza, buffalo blue chicken loaded fries, and mozzarella dippers had been sent out, he took matters into his own hands. Connor claims that had visited the delivery address and rummaged through the bins where he came across containers covered in buffalo sauce from the loaded fries. He then knocked on the door to confront the customer, only to be told by a housemate they were out. Connor, who is undeterred, messages them demanding an apology of no less than 750 words in explanation for the fraudulent claim. <laughs> Eventually, he claims to have received an email supposedly from the shamefaced customer in which they repeatedly expressed remorse and pleaded for forgiveness. Connor shared the incident on Facebook to raise awareness about fraudulent complaints made by customers, which he claims cost the business between 50 and 100 pounds every week. The business owner lamented that he had to root through someone's dirty bin in order to protect the integrity of his business. Um, I don't know, I like, Luis. I like the guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's He's good. This, I don't know. Well, I don't know. I got to I gotta kind of give you some pushback on this. Like, it sounds like I don't know what the laws are in England, but and also they don't explain mm. like did he go into someone's backyard or someone's you know private property and rummage yeah. through their trash or was it trash that was already out on the curb i guess if it was already out on the curb waiting for the the, the garbage truck to pick it up i guess that's okay but if you're like going into someone's private property and going through their trash uh, i mean that seems that seems like trespassing to me mm. yeah i i'm i'm agree with you I mean, it's unfair what they did, but it's trespassing. It's, it's, I mean, 
What if they? What if he did not find it, uh, the pizza? Yeah. What if he didn't find box? anything? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not. It doesn't sound good. And if it doesn't sound good, maybe it's not that good. It it, it did crack me up though mm. that he he demanded an apology of no less than 750 words. That's like a that's homework. He gave the customer homework, and actually the customer did it, which I'm not going to read because it's too long. But link in the show notes if you guys want to read it. Um, You know, and they show, and they're actually. Let me go back to here. You can actually see a picture of the uh, discarded uh, buffalo fries or whatever they were called. One of the containers covered in buffalo sauce from the loaded front. Yeah, there you go. And then actually, they show the customer's apology letter here. But I'm I'm not going to read this because it's too long. But I don't know. I'm. I mean, I like I said, I kind of have mixed feelings on this. It's nice that he was able to call out a customer on their bullshit because we know this happens all the time. But at the same time. You know, don't don't trespass to yeah. uh, to do this. And uh, the, to us as drivers, I mean, we have to make a photo shoot um, with the food uh, at the door. We have to really yeah. take pictures and record videos, yeah. use our uh, body cams. Something happened with me with Spar Spar Driver. I Spar Spar Driver the, uh, timestamp camera app. Uh huh. There you go. Yeah. Something happened with me with Spark Driver. Spark Driver uh, shows you the customer's the customer name before you take the order, and the the, the items and the the address. So uh, I was recording a video, and this customer that I knew because you can see the number of the order that took away your tip. And I, I, I had the. I learned the name of the guy that always take the tip. I don't go to tip his baiting, house. Yeah, yeah tip baiting exactly. So I received this order, but I was recording a video for the channel, and I did not realize that that was the the customer. So I took the order, and I I put the. I have this um this thing that I put my GoPro. This is great. So I put this here. And, and it's a magnetic thing. And I put my big GoPro with the, I have, <laughs> I have a, I don't know where is it. Uh, and it's with the mic and the light. And it's like a, a big camera. And so I arrived to the, to the customer house and he was outside talking with a person. And I arrived with my big camera recording and I turned it on and it was beep, 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 recording everything. And, um, <laughs> Two times the customer took the tip uh, from me, tip baiting. So I was delivering the order and the guy said, is that a camera? And I said, yeah, it is. Because with these apps, you never know. These apps are crazy and, and people say things about you. So you better record it. And he was, oh, that's good. He's, I mean, it's smart. He's smart. So the final, the, the, in the end, the tip never were taken uh he did not took the the tip he he gave me the complete tip never happened again so when i showed the customer the the camera mm -hmm. he i i i want to believe that he changed his mind and he said i mean i'm not gonna say that he never took uh um, gave me the order or something was missing because he record the thing i mean yeah so that's that's smart buy a, a, a broken camera and put it in your in your hat yeah. or something even if it's broken if the customer see the camera maybe he changed his mind 
Hey, John McAlian's here. He said, I don't speak Spanish very well, but sometimes I watch Lewis's videos. I can hear him speak Espanol. Oh, well, John. You, can, you can hear Good. him. I mean, do you uh, do you mean understand him? <laughs> 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 hello i, mean, I can so, hear him i can hear him I'm... so good to to read that hello yeah. man how are you yeah Let, let's move on we this is a from we got a local news story here so i'm just gonna play this whole thing Mayor, a former can you hear us is shaken tonight after police say she was assaulted by several customers Hello, I'm Stephanie Skurlock. And I'm Greg Hurst. Now, she claims that she, they also caused hundreds of dollars in damage to her car. WRG's Andrew Ellison joins us now live from the downtown police station. And Andrew, what set him off? Yeah, Greg, things got tense right away. The driver says those riders were angry because she took a long time to pick them up. I'm still I'm shaking right now talking about this. Former Lyft driver Jacqueline Shanks trying to wrap her head around an alarming incident when police say several customers assaulted her Is that and blood? her car. Well, I don't, why do they think uh, why do they think that was okay to vandalize my vehicle? Shanks says the three riders. They all look like they were in their twenties. A man and two women were angry because it took her an hour to pick them up. She says that's because well, there's a shortage of drivers hmm. that time of night, oh, especially at three in the morning and when they got in the car they started yelling I told them that I was not going to deal with the disrespect and that I was canceling the ride and they needed to exit my vehicle they told me that they were not getting out they got very belligerent fearing things would continue to escalate Shanks got out of the car and called 911 that's when she claims the man spit in her face while the women poured a drink on her seat oh, yeah. and console, mm. allegedly causing hundreds of dollars in damage. I've had other issues with passengers being angry, but I've never had anyone to do this. The riders walked away and were gone when police arrived. Investigators have been looking for them since the incident happened Sunday. There's nothing right about what they did. And I don't know what, the, what made them think that was okay. At least yeah. they didn't harm me. Worse than spitting on me. It could have done worse. Yeah, now it's possible the rider who ordered the lift might be tracked down through her information on the app. We did ask Lyft about that, but so far haven't gotten an answer. As for Shanks, she no longer drives for Lyft. Live downtown, Andrew Ellison, WRH News, Channel 3. Hmm. All right. Well, let's, we should uh, have let's... An, uh, we, sh we should have a, a, a set like them, like they do, you know? It's... it's... Hello, this is Luis Berti from Houston. I'm here with chat. Oh, you know, um, I sort of, I do have a, a, a newsroom image like that. I can bring it up. I have. Well, to what's the something. what's the lesson from this? I have the lesson here ahead. is that the 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 uh, the camera the cameraman in the on in the news the the mm -hmm. guy that is recording he have re he really have to practice to record better B rolls. I mean, <laughs> the rocks. What what happened with the rocks? With the with the I'm, he's recording thing that, that have nothing to do with the story. So uh, that is go. my takeaway from the from the information. And I, we were talking about that. I, I mean, yeah, the the delivery app have the 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 button, the security, you know, button. Uh, but. When when you're in the middle of a situation, a, a little click in on the app is not gonna save you, save you. So I don't know, dash cams well, and hmm. yeah. Well, yeah, I was, that's what I was gonna say. Is did this lady have a dash cam? Because if she did, they probably would have showed it on the news. So I mean, that's the first lesson. 
Well, actually, well, the first lesson to me would be don't drive Uber or Lyft in the middle of the night because you're pretty mm. much only going to deal with drunks, you know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if you drive in the middle of the night, it doesn't matter if it's, you know, a nice city or a you know bad city. You know, it doesn't matter. It just you're probably going to deal with drunks and especially if they've been waiting an hour for you to pick mm. them up. Um, another thing is, like I said, all right, so dash cam. Don't drive in the middle of the night. And if you do, at least have a night vision dash cam. I used to have one uh, in some of my old videos. You can see it. Um, and it, and also seat covers. They pour drinks all over that lady's seat. I feel bad for her. Mm -hmm. You can get waterproof seat covers from Amazon cheap. In fact, link in the show notes to my Amazon, my Amazon store. Um, but I mean, like when I used to drive Uber and Lyft full time, um, I mean, it's basically like a giant raincoat that you would put on the seats so that if some jackass did either purposely or accidentally, I mean, people like, you know, they come in the car with a drink and they're just, uh, you know, they spill spilled or if people throw up, you know, you want to protect your seats, especially I think it looks like she had like leather seats, so they should be, you know, pretty good. So, you know, again, don't drive in the middle of the night. And if you do have a dash cam and also seat seat protectors and it, again if you're going to drive in the middle of the night maybe take some self-defense courses um carry some pepper spray um but but if you're gonna uh, just don't drive in the middle of the night nothing nothing good can come of that and you know what what it's sad that sometimes apps if the customer call to the app this driver can be deactivated yeah they could have made up a story Yeah. And, and and she's not gonna have a defense because yeah. I seen it with the with the with my community. They 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 sometimes they call me and they they this guy even sent a video, and I saw the video and this girl was really uh, punch, punching him and and doing all this thing. She spit on spit on on him, and um, man, the 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 app deactivate the guy, and he, he it wasn't his fault. So that's the sad part that you can be the activator because of these jackass that do those things. Mm -hmm. hmm. By the way, did you see uh, John said apriendo espanol en la escuela para hablar hablo espanol un poco? Muchas gracias, John, por tu mensaje y espero seguirte viendo en Delivery TV, el canal en donde hablamos todo lo que tiene que ver con el mundo del delivery en español. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on. We got one more video here. This is from Australia. Whoops, let me hide this here. So let me, let me play this. Where's this? An Uber passenger has unleashed Uber. a hammer attack on the driver's <laughs> car in a dispute over the fare. The trip through the eastern suburbs came to a violent end in a Blackburn street as horrified locals watched on. It was an Uber ride that took a nasty turn when the passenger hopped out and began to beat the car with a hammer, smashing into the back window repeatedly and starting on the front. The man ordered the Uber in Carlton for a trip east to Surrey Hills. He asked the driver to stop at a hardware store where he purchased the hammer. It was off Canterbury Road in Blackburn when the trouble started. I just see him um, uh, hitting the, the car door uh, until the point where the car couldn't 
both animals, both sides. He also have a plier, a cutter, like a very heavy tool, and uh, he was using those tools to, to break the car. Pretty scary, knowing that someone's running around here, yeah, with a hammer. Police believe the man was under the influence. Of what? Meth? Recovering at home, Uber says the passenger will be banned from using their app. Eight hours oh. later, the two-year-old was arrested at a shopping center in Forest Hill. He's since been charged. Rochelle Brown, Seven News. That's what I'm saying. Fifteen years. Hmm. That would work. Well, it's nice to know there's not just it's not just America. There's crazies in Australia. By the way, I put the uh, the studio background here. I don't know if you can see nice. it, the new studio. <laughs> Good. I'm Luis Verde. I'm here with Chad. Speaking about delivery tonight. Tell me the story. It's going to be great. I don't know. What would you do if somebody took a hammer and started smashing your car? I don't know. Maybe he really wanted to try the hammer. If, if, if it was a new <laughs> hammer. Sometimes people want to use... I mean, if I if I, if, if that happened, I call 911 and I really... Um, uh, I I can uh, convert myself in a drama queen and and scream and 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 exaggerate ex everything and and try to call the attention uh, uh, of the of the authorities and um, I mean my mission in that moment will be to have this guy arrested because it, it is crazy uh, yeah. and, and this stupid meant and have to gotta have i mean they have to go to jail that's my yeah. thought yeah. about that and they gotta pay you for your car damage definitely yeah all right last story let's make this quick we're going really long this is uh about an uber driver that is on a, a win streak on jeopardy so um, I mean, not much else to say other than the fact that it's happening, but I'm just going to read this real quick. Ryan Long's run as Jeopardy champion reaches 11 games. Uh, I thought I had a highlight of this. Sorry. So uh, Long, 39, previously worked for SEPTA. I don't know what that is. Then in January 2020, he was hospitalized at Chestnut Hill Hospital for three weeks of a serious case of COVID. There was a time his doctors questioned whether he would survive. When he did recover, he found he could no longer could handle the physical strain of his SEPTA job. That's how he ended up as a rideshare driver for Uber and Lyft, making any money he could to support his eight-year-old son, Nathan. He admittedly has struggled with money since getting out of the hospital. He needed help getting the cash together to buy his plane ticket to Los Angeles and head west with just two button-down shirts and two sweater vests. This is part of the lore of his champion run. It makes it easy to root for him. Don't forget how long won the first five games without wearing his glasses. Um, so, yeah, I thought there would be more like Uber uh you know something to talk about as far as that but you know good for this dude uh he's mm -hmm. a U uber driver who is down and out in his luck and now he's up 209 he's won 209 000 i don't know if he's still that is great yeah do you think you would do you think you'd do well on jeopardy maybe like a spanish language jeopardy maybe in do spanish they, maybe they have yeah. jeopardy in I, venezuela I, no, they have a, they have who wants to be a millionaire. They had that. Oh, okay. We had that, but uh not anymore. But yeah, we're familiar familiar. Fa What's the I'm I'm not drinking, I swear. <laughs> we're familiar familiar. That is a familiar program for to us. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that about wraps it up. Um Luis, it was you good. Plug your it was show? good. 
it was good to, to be here with your audience and, and, and practicing my English. I'm the Sofia Vergara of the <laughs> delivery driver community. Come on. Maybe you should compare yourself to a man, not a... I don't know about any man that speak like, like you know, with, yeah, I should. I know. Thank you for, for this. The, yeah, thank you for the advice. Uh, any man that you can suggest? Uh, I'm gonna. I'm trying to think of like who's a, another famous Venezuelan. Ozzy uh, Guillen. The the the, uh, the no the the famous Venezuelan actor is he really speak really good the English is um the name of him is um oh my goodness um oh Cesar my God. Romero I don't know no it's um <laughs> I forget I, I completely forgot it but I, I will give it in in a second thank you for having me here it was yeah. so great to talk about this subject and to have your opinion about about what is going to happen with uh delivery mm -hmm. in the future Edgar Ramirez Edgar Ramirez yeah <laughs> that's the one I was I was googling the name <laughs> of the guy Edgar How does Ramirez. John know know this better than you do <laughs> yeah he yeah he this is him uh what show or movie has it been in he 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 I mean he was the bad guy in one of the Jason Bourne uh movies uh, okay. he was the one who wanted who wanted to take him out um Versace He made Johnny Versace, Versace character, the Netflix uh, series, the last, the, um, the Versace, you know, Johnny Versace. He mm -hmm. was, he, he represents Versace in that series. So, man, thank you for having me. It was great. Yep. Yep. I was hoping Steve could have joined us, but I guess he's, you know, he's got stuff to do or whatever. So, no problem there. Um, yeah. So, check out Lewis's channel. I'll have a link in the show notes. Um, again, it's, it's like all, Espanol, right? Everything yeah. in Spanish, and I just click CC and then subtitles English. So that's that's how you can see what he's saying. <laughs> and, and 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 you're gonna if you speak Spanish, you're gonna learn, and you're gonna. Well, we have a live show every uh, Thursday, uh, 3 p.m. Central Time, 3:30 p.m. And we talk about delivery. We talk about issues that are happening because really the in Hispanic. In the Hispanic world of the delivery, sometimes the problems are different. That the 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 people who who live here, who born here, who who is not Hispanic, you know, uh, citizen, yeah. and, and it's different, uh, a different world. So um, I invited you to to see us and mm -hmm. and support. Thank you, thank you, Chad, for having me. Yeah, I, I'll I'll be a guest on your show. Uh, if you ever want, but it, it you, would have to you, be in English. <laughs> it, that's the thing. You have to try. You ha really have to try Spanish. So, uh, donde está eh, la zapateria? Aha. Uh -huh. <laughs> hey, vamos a comprar en Instacart. Vamos a ganar dinero con Instacart. Instacart is your. You're donde really está? Um, what's the men's room word? Uh, I forget. I, I where's where's the bathroom? Cuatro de baño. I don't know why the movie that came to my mind was the Mar Martin Lawrence movie. Um, he he was a uh, uh, this he was trying to be a cop just for to get the money. The the I don't know the diamond the diamond. And he, uh, tengo un gato en los pantalones. That was he said. <laughs> <on the movie. laughs> a big cat in your pants. Exactly. Well, you know I have a big cat right here. Gray, you're a cat guy. Gato, gato, uh, gordo, gato. <laughs> that, it seems like. 
<laughs> well, man, thank you, thank you, and hope to see hope to see you soon. Hope to uh, come back, and and John, you are invited to drink cerveza with us later. Yeah, cool. <laughs> all right, everybody, have a good night. If you watched all the way to the end, you are awesome. Check out Lewis's channel, and I will be back on Thursday with more news. So good. Uh, all right. Have a good Labor Day or sorry, Memorial Day. And uh, we'll see you soon. All right. I'm going to have a beer now. Yeah. Yep. Bye. <laughs>